Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. You have your Bible, open it up, please, to Luke chapter 9. We're going to study from Luke chapter 9. It is great to have brothers and sisters in Christ here. This morning we're going to talk about discipleship. Discipleship is obviously something that should be on our minds every day. What exactly is discipleship? Discipleship is not what politicians may say it is. It is not what our family traditions may be. It is not even what we may feel it should be. It's what Jesus has to say. Discipleship. We are disciples. We are to go and make disciples. What is discipleship really all about? There are three verses that I want us to consider this morning in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26. Here we have Jesus speaking, and he says this, and he was saying to them all, notice number one, he's going to be talking to everyone as he talks about discipleship. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. And take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words... The Son of Man will be ashamed of Him when He comes in His glory. And the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. What do you learn about discipleship? Listening to the words of Jesus right there. What's challenging to you? Let's talk about these words for a few minutes. Number one, I want you to consider what Jesus says in Luke 9 and verse number 23. If anyone wishes to come after me. As you think about discipleship, who is it for? Well, discipleship is for any and everyone. He says, if anyone wishes to come after me. Remember, he is saying this to a general audience. This is for everyone. Everyone can follow Jesus if they so choose to. What a blessing that is. Christianity is not just for one class of people. It's not just for men. It's not just for women or a particular part of the world. It's for all people. Jesus, or John the Baptist in John 1 and verse 29, remember when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. You see, discipleship is for everybody. John 3 and verse number 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So as you think about discipleship, it's important to know that the emphasis has to always be on Jesus. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28? Remember, and let's read this together. Turn over there. In Matthew chapter 11, remember what he said here. This is something that we need to remember as we think about discipleship. It is all about following Jesus. 
In Matthew 11 and verse number 28, notice that Jesus says, come to me. So the invitation is to follow Jesus. That's what this is all about. Notice he says, all, this is for everyone, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's something good to know. Discipleship and being a follower of Jesus is not something that's bad, but rather it's something that's excellent. Notice what he says, you come to me and I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you exactly what you need. Because there are many people who are weary. There are many people who are heavy laden. Do you know people like that in the world? Yeah, we do, don't we? What do they need? They need to come to Jesus. Notice what else he says in verse number 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm going to set the tone. I must set the tone in your life. And I want you to be yoked up to me and walk with me. You take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So we know that discipleship is also about not only just the coming to Jesus, but it's also about learning from Jesus. And notice what he says about himself. For I am gentle and humble in heart. Well, that's someone I want to follow. Not someone who's harsh and wicked or evil. He says, no, I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. He's quoting from Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse number 16. Where God is petitioning to his people about following him, the ancient paths. And if you do this, this is what you're going to find. You'll find rest for your souls. But sadly, many of those Israelites did not listen to the prophet Jeremiah. And sadly, a lot of people today do not follow Jesus as they should. They don't accept this invitation as they should. But it's an invitation for everyone. It's an invitation we all need to think seriously about. The rest ultimately is for our souls. He's not just staying on the physical level. He's getting to the heart of the matter. The rest is for our souls. And that is where we're going to find ultimate rest ultimately in him he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light people think it's the end of the world if they have to follow jesus what is this going to mean for my life my life is going to be over yes to some degree it will be but it will be far better because you're in jesus christ people think about all the different commandments that jesus has to say and teach and all the things that they would have to do but they look at the commandments of jesus in the wrong way and maybe we do that sometimes as well. In 1 John chapter 5, in my Bible, it says in 1 John 5 and verse number 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Coming to Jesus and following Jesus is not a burden or something that is so horrific in nature. It's everything. It's life. It's rest. His burden is light. You know what's burdensome, chaotic, and only leads to death? My way and your way. The way of the world. So Jesus says, yes, you come to me. If you do this, and young people think about this. I love how young people are all sitting together. This is awesome. It has to be a conscious decision. Your mom and your father cannot force you to do this. 
You can't be guilted into following Jesus. He said, if anyone wishes or desires to come after me, it is a choice that all of us have to make. And parents, we need to teach our children this. We need to help them to, yes, have this desire and ultimate wish of understanding more about Jesus. But it has to be your decision. It has to be what you want. We are to seek after God. According to Acts chapter 17, we can find Him. That's what Paul said in Athens. If we're going to be pleasing to the Father in Hebrews chapter 11, that's what the Hebrew writer says, right? If we can please our Father in heaven, we have to seek after Him and believe that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But this is a choice. Jesus is extending this invitation to everyone. Everyone during that time... And he was saying to them all, and he's extending this choice to you and to me this morning. It's an invitation. We get a lot of invitations, right? The holiday season is here. A lot of invitations. This is the most important invitation you will ever get in your life. How you decide to respond to this invitation will change not just your life here, but also in eternity. Come to me. Do you wish to come after Jesus? You can. And we can know him and we can know the truth. Jesus said, if you are my disciples indeed, you'll continue in my word. And you can know the truth in John 8 and verse 31 and 32. And the truth will make you free. He says, number one, if anyone wishes to come after me, I hope and pray that this is our wish today And every day to continually come after him. But notice what else he says as he talks about discipleship. If anyone wishes to come after me, number two, he must deny himself. This is where a lot of people click no on that RSVP for this invitation. Oh oh man, it sounds so good. Rest, peace, gentleness, humility. Yeah, I want all of that. Okay, Jesus says you can have it. Now here's what you have to do because this is what discipleship looks like. You have to deny yourself. Oh, (laughs) all of that? Yeah, all of that. Discipleship is about denying ourselves. That's it. He doesn't apologize for saying this. And I'm not going to apologize and neither should you as you teach people about this. Discipleship is about trusting in Jesus and His way, not my way or yours. This is how we gain life. What this will mean for you and for me this morning, brethren, is that we must completely surrender ourselves, our way, our cares, and everything to Him. I'm not saying that we don't have free will. Obviously we do because we have to make the conscious decision to come after him. What I am saying, though, is that we don't respond to our personal will or to the deeds of the flesh or to what we may want to do, but rather to Jesus. This is discipleship. Deny yourself, Ben. Deny yourself, brother. Deny yourself, sister. This is what discipleship is all about. You know, there's an interesting statement in Colossians chapter 3 where Paul is writing to a congregation. 
a group of Christians, disciples. I want you to see what he says to them. He says in verse number one, therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking things above. Discipleship is something that's ongoing, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. You see, we have to deny ourselves. And if we're going to follow Jesus, then our minds must be on things above. He says in verse 3, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. I want you just to ponder that maybe this week. Your life is hidden with Christ. What does that mean? If you hide something, you don't see it. Many times you just may not find it. It's not around. And there's an emphasis I think Jesus is making here. Not I think I know that he's making here. And that, that Paul is making here. There's a dying to self. There's a dying that takes place as the disciple of Jesus. In fact, that's what Paul says. When Christ, is, who is our life. So notice the contrast. Your life has to be hidden. Why? Because Jesus now is our entire life. Not part-time. Not when we have the time, when we're done with everything else that we want to do. No, he's saying, Jesus has to be your entire life. And your life now has to be hidden in Him. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Paul understood this. My question for all of us this morning is that do we understand this? That we have to deny ourselves. This is not optional as a disciple. This is what discipleship looks like. There's a coming to Jesus. There's a denying. This is what discipleship is. When we became Christians, and most of this audience are Christians, we made a pledge. We pledged our allegiance to Jesus. Remember when you did that? Maybe it wasn't in this building or this moment, this decade, this century, but you made a pledge at some point in time. You believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And all that entails. Well, there's consequences with that. That means that we deny ourselves. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Maybe that's one of the hardest prayers to say. Not my will, but your will be done. That's part of denying ourselves. That's how Jesus taught the disciples to pray in Matthew 6 and verse number 10. Not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, as disciples of Jesus, is the will of God being done in our hearts? Are we willingly submitting ourselves to Him so that His will is being done? Is there a part of your heart or a part of yourself that does not want to submit to Him? That does not want to deny yourself? That's where you need to focus on. That's where you need to pray even more. and Fill your minds with the Word of God. You see, the reality is every facet of our lives, of our being, has to deny and, and submit to 
Him. So my question for us this morning is, where do you need to deny yourself? Where is my will getting in the way of the will of the Father? Because if I'm going to come after Him and be His disciple, that's what this takes. Total surrender to Jesus. Back in Luke chapter 9, notice again what Jesus says about discipleship. The good news is that we can come to Him. The good news is that we must deny ourselves. That's not something bad, but it's something rather that's good because when we deny ourselves, we're going to be pleasing to the Father. His way is always the best way. Notice what else he says when you look at Luke chapter 9, and as you think about this idea of discipleship, he says, you must deny yourself, but something else, take up his cross daily and follow me. So we learn something else about discipleship. It is about coming after Jesus. Certainly it is about learning from Jesus. It is about denying ourselves. And now he uses the language of taking up his cross daily and following him. Matthew's account and Mark's account don't use the word daily. But Luke uses this word daily. So discipleship, it is a daily walk with Jesus. It's a daily walk. During the Roman Empire, the cross, it was a symbol of pain. Criminals would take, would take their cross. Cross-bearing publicly displayed a person's submission to the state. Seeing someone taking their cross. That criminal had rebelled against the state and so bore the penalty of punishment from it. Cross-bearing was a visible public affair that visualized a person's humility before the state. Thus, the fundamental idea of one person saying, talking about this is of submitting to the authority of another. In our case, as we take up our cross, submitting to the Father and to the Son, Jesus tells us, tells us to take up our cross. He took up his cross, not because he was a criminal, but because he was innocent. And he bared the shame of rejection and death, according to Luke 9 and verse 22. He talked about the death that was going to come to him. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up the third day. Well, Jesus says, look, I took up my cross. I want you to take up your cross now and follow me. And as we think about taking up our cross, that means we're going to have to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Following in the footsteps of Jesus is also going to entail rejection and difficulties. And that's okay. Because we are with Jesus Christ. The disciple has to follow in the footsteps of the Savior, of the Master. Paul talked about this idea. We have to crucify ourselves. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is what we must do if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus. Take up your cross and do it daily. It's not optional. I guess it could be if we decide I'm just not going to take up my cross. 
And I'm not going to follow Jesus anymore. What a shame that will be because then we won't have eternal life. And so a question for all of us this morning, have you taken up your cross this morning? Have you been taking up your cross on a daily basis? Not putting it down because you want to fit in with your friends or because you just think the way of Jesus Christ maybe is not the best way. Take up your cross daily. Are we still willing to share in the rejection of our Savior Jesus? He was rejected and despised. We too will face that same experience. And that's okay. Because he went through it as well. Now here's the scary thing about it. And here's where choice. And you have to make the decision and so do I. We can hear the word of God. But are we going to be hearers and doers of the word of God? We turn over to John chapter 6. Remember Jesus had been teaching in John chapter 6. This is an interesting journey here. He had performed a couple of miracles or a miracle earlier. The people wanted to make him king. He's going to do some teaching about being the bread of life. But I want you to notice the end result after disciples heard his teaching. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So a disciple can make that decision to follow Jesus. But they also can make the decision to no longer be with Jesus. They can hear the teaching of Jesus and can become offended by it. And they can make that decision. Have we, are we on that path? We hear the teaching of Jesus, but I, I, I just don't want this. So what do we do? We slowly withdraw from him. It says disciples were doing this. They were no longer walking with him anymore. See, this is what discipleship is about, isn't it? It is walking with Jesus. It is being yoked together with Jesus. It is learning from Jesus. It's coming after him. But we can make the decision, brothers and sisters, to no longer walk with him and to go down our own path. If you are on that path, let me encourage you with the following verses. We look at verse 67. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? I want you to think about that question for yourself right now. Do you want to leave Jesus as well? Oh, I would never do such a thing like that. Okay, good. Because life can hit us in a lot of different ways. Where we can decide and, 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 and slowly make these changes. But Jesus is asking us this question just as he asked the disciples or the apostles. Do you want to go away too? And we can find a lot of reasons to start walking away from Jesus, can't we? Offenses. Suffering. Disappointment with God. Oh, my life is just not the way that I thought it was supposed to be. We put together these things in our minds about how life is supposed to be. Solomon talked about that. There's a time for everything in life. I didn't know life was going to be this hard being a Christian. Well, Jesus lays everything out for us. He's not hiding anything. 
The problem is not him either. It's you. And it's me. It's my heart. Because we're pushing up against him. And we're getting to a point we don't want to deny us, ourselves. My will be done, not his. That's where the problem comes in. So Jesus is asking you this question. Do do you want to go away too? You can. He's not going to stop you. But I want you to listen to what Peter had to say. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? That's a great question as well, isn't it? If you leave Jesus, which you can, where are you going to go? You're going to be left up to your own ways. I guess you can do that, but you're going to miss out on everything. You have words, Peter said, of eternal life. That's what we need to keep in mind. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. You see, this is what we have in Jesus Christ. He is the Holy One. He is the Son of God. He is our great high priest. He is our mediator. He is superior to the angels. And he did lower himself for you and for me. If anyone wishes to come after me, the invitation is for you. It is for me. Here's what you have to understand. You must deny yourself. It's no longer about you or Benjamin Lee. It's about him. John the Baptist said, I must decrease. Jesus must what? Increase. That's the attitude we need to have in our lives. I have to decrease and he needs to increase in my heart. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Now listen to what he says next going back to Luke chapter 9 as we think about this idea of discipleship here. In Luke chapter 9 he says, For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he's the one who will save it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? I think some translations say his soul. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him. When he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. This is what discipleship is all about. The problem is never with Jesus. It's always with me or you. You must lose your life to gain it. What an interesting statement. One has said this, if one wishes to control one's life, and this is what we all want, right? Control. Control of the weather, control of the person driving in front of us, control of our uh, just everything and everyone at times, right? We can have these challenges. We want this control. One person said, if one wishes to control one's life, it will be lost because of a refusal to submit to God's way. If one wishes to save one's life through the world's acceptance, it will be lost because of a refusal to come to a rejected Jesus who nevertheless does save. Jesus spoke about this in John as well. In John chapter 12 and verse 25, shortly before his death, in John 12 and verse 25, he said, He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. Maybe a question for you and me this morning is, how much do we love our lives? 
Are we willing to lose our lives for his sake so that we will gain eternal life? Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. I find it interesting as well, just looking at this again here in the moment. In verse 23, he talks about if anyone wishes to come after me. And now he's talking about in verse 24, whoever wishes to save his life. You know, what we go after plays a big deal in our lives. Very important what we wish for, what we want, what we're seeking, what we're trying to get. What is it that you want? You want to gain your life or save your life or are you trying to lose it so that you can have life eternal? What can get in our way of losing our lives in this world for the sake of Christ? What can get in our way? You know, one of the biggest things that can get in our way is family. Look over in Luke chapter 14. He talks about discipleship here as well in Luke 14 and verse 25 through 27. One of the biggest challenges maybe for for some of us is acceptance from others. We all like to feel accepted. We want to be accepted, maybe from family or peers, even our even our husbands and wives and our children. Now large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me, here it is again, and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. There are conditions to this. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Acceptance from others. But I think still the biggest challenge is ourselves. Do we hate ourselves enough to follow him and to put him first? Remember the rich ruler in Luke chapter 16 who was arrayed in purple garments and ate sumptuously every day while the dogs licked the sores of Lazarus. Well, riches got in his way. Yes, he had a good life here. But worldly wealth and comfort It didn't lead to eternal life for him, and it won't lead to eternal life for us. Maybe this is why there's a warning about money in Luke chapter chapter 12, but really all throughout the, the Gospel of Luke. Remember in Luke chapter 12 and verse number 15? Luke 12 and verse 15. Then he said to them, Beware and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. Our lives are not about our possessions. It's not about what we accumulate. It's not about the trips. It's not about any of these things. It's about Jesus. Our lives are to be hidden in him. And again, we can have possessions and things, but possessions, if not careful, they can get in the way of losing our lives for his sake. They can, and they do. Worldly wealth, comfort, acceptance from others. But true life, brothers and sisters, Jesus sums it up. You don't have to read 30 or 40 or 50 books from Amazon to figure out what life is all about. Jesus tells us it's about Him. Being in Him. It's not about possessions or cares of this world. It's only found in Jesus' life. I am the way, the truth, and the life No man comes to the Father except through me. 
This is what our lives need to be all about. They need to be all about Jesus. The outcome of gaining the world is still loss of our souls. What a tragic affair of the smart people in the world who can do so much, create money seemingly from nowhere, and yet on their deathbed have no idea of what is in store for them. Don't know where they're headed. Hoping and guessing for the best. That's no way to die. In Jesus, we have confidence and assurance about what is going to take place. Lose yourself. Lose your life so that you will save it. We're spirit beings. We're made in the image of God. Genesis 1 and verse 26. Let us make man in our image. God has set eternity in our hearts, according to Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11. The body, the dust, the, this fleshly body is going to return to the dust of the ground. And our spirit is going to go back to the Lord, according to Ecclesiastes 12 and verse number 7. And yet people spend all their lives focused on the flesh. Sadly, if not careful, we can do the same. But that's not what discipleship is really all about. It's about surrendering. It's about hiding. It's about being in Christ. Taking up our cross daily. Following Him. What's interesting is that many in the world seek to find themselves. If I just knew myself better, I just need more time on myself. No, you don't. That's why you're in the trouble that you're in. That's how we get in trouble. We focus only on ourselves. What we all need to do is lose ourselves (laughs) and go after Jesus. We don't have the answers. There is too much focus on self. Left to ourselves, we find our lives amiss, exhausting, marriage in shambles, and we're filled with burdens that nothing can take away. Because we're not surrendering to the Lord. Left to ourselves, we're lost in sin. We can't save ourselves. There's no amount of good deeds that we can do to save ourselves. We're filled with worry, fear, and jealousy, and bitterness. You know what it's time for us to do, brothers and sisters? It's time to truly surrender to God. And lose ourselves so we can truly live a life for Jesus. His burden is easy. Light. Rest. We will not truly find that until we truly believe what he has to say. 1 John chapter 2. Remember in 1 John chapter 2, Lord willing, we'll cover this a little bit more in our Bible class on Wednesday. Life is about following Jesus, and discipleship is about following Jesus, and we need to lose ourselves and not try to save our lives, otherwise we're going to miss out on everything. First John 2 and verse 15, do not love the world. That's a commandment. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. Where do you find yourself in these verses? That you need to deny yourself. 
all of these things is not from God, but is from the world. Here's the sad reality. The world is passing away. And also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. Isn't that what you want? That's what I want. We need to deny. We need to lose. Discipleship is about trusting in Jesus. Trusting in His way. Relying upon Him. And keeping His commandments. And so my question for all of us this morning is, where do you need to let go of today? Are we truly disciples of Jesus? The way that He tells us to be. Are we following Him? Learning from Him? Trusting in Him? Obeying Him? Here's the reality too. In Luke chapter 9, when you go back to verse number 26, we can find ourselves ashamed of Him and His, and His words. We can be ashamed of letting other people know that we're a disciple of Jesus. We can be ashamed of the commandments that He has to say in His word. But what a sad day that will be in verse number 26 when He says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, don't be ashamed of His words, and don't be ashamed of following Jesus. The Son of Man will be ashamed of Him when He comes in His glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. What a sad day that will be if our focus has been on everyone else and what they may think and holding back who we are supposed to be in Jesus. All because of acceptance or status or fear. Don't be ashamed of Him. He will not be ashamed of you. Take up your cross daily and follow Jesus. A disciple, it doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer. Yes, we will suffer. Our master suffered. A disciple is not going to avoid the things that his master has experienced. But what a great blessing of confidence and trust that we can have in him. That as we take up our cross, he will give us the strength. And the direction to keep taking those steps and walking with Him. Are you a disciple of Jesus? I wish the entire audience would say amen. I know many of you are a disciple of Jesus. So my next question is, will you remain with Jesus? That's the question. Will His words offend you? today if there's someone here who wishes to come after him you need to do it now it has to be your decision and you can come after him by believing in him by turning away from your sins and by putting him on in baptism for the forgiveness of your sins and you will have eternal life if you need that Now is your opportunity. I'm thankful for the disciples who are here this morning. Let's keep walking with Jesus. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog. 
where you can find hundreds of encouraging, motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects. You can find all of my books, which can also be found on Amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do and so can you. Take care and God bless. Thank you.